Psalm 115 for a reading of a psalm this morning. The Bible tells us that if we're filled with the Spirit, we'll want to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We've sung a hymn, Praise to the Lord the Almighty. We've sung a spiritual song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. And now we'll read and sing Psalm 115. Let's all stand together and read the inspired Word of God in unison. Together. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory, for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Amen. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they see not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they can handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are alike unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. Amen. He is their help and their shield. Right. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. Right. He is their help and their shield. Amen. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. Amen. The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children, ye are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. But the earth hath he given to the children of men. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. (coughs) Psalm 115. It is our desire in everything we do and say that not unto us do we want glory, but unto the Lord. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory. And there's two great things that we want to be thankful for and for which we want to give glory to the name of God. It is His mercy and it is His truth. His mercy is around us every day because we do not need, deserve to be alive even this day. But He grants us breath. We do not deserve to have the hope of eternal inheritance in heaven above, but He's promised us that. And He's made reservations for us that cannot be changed. It is His mercy for which we want to give glory to His name. And it is for His 
truth's sake. Truth is owned by the God of heaven. Man has never discovered one thing of truth that God has not given to him. The works of men are the works of lies and deceit. The kingdom of this world is against the kingdom of truth and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's for His truth's sake that we want to give Him glory. And let us give Him glory in our hearts that God has shown His mercy toward us and His truth. And if we would think about it carefully enough, in His mercy, He has shown us His truth. Because we would not have truth, nor believe truth, nor love truth, nor want to obey the truth without His mercy. Showing us that. The heathen might say, according to the second verse, where is now their God? When the heathen look at Christians, they wonder where is their God because we don't have any idols. We don't have any statutes. Where is now their God? They don't have a God. Look at all our gods. But what does the Bible answer? What is the answer of truth? But our God is in the heavens. He's not on a platform He's not on a base someplace. He's not out cemented down in the yard. Our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever He hath pleased. Our God is the creator of heaven and earth that has made all things for Himself. Yea, for His pleasure they are and were created. Our God is so different from their gods. They can worship their fat-bellied little Buddha. They can worship their million gods of the Hindus. They can worship their ancestors. They can bow down before a totem pole if they wish. Our God is in the heavens. Praise His great and glorious name and give Him glory, brethren, for His mercy and His truth's sake. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They had to make their own gods. Instead of having a God that made them, they had to make their gods. And that's a shame. And if it were not for the grace and the mercy of God and His truth, we'd be falling flatter before our gods made by our hands than they do. If it weren't for the mercy of God to save us from our own foolishness, all of our ancestors bowed deeply before those gods. It's only by the grace of God that we've been saved from such a lie. Now, it's not politically correct today to make fun of other religions. But the Bible does it, so I'm going to do it. Because as we read through the next number of verses, verses 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8, the God of heaven makes fun of idols. He says about those idols, they have mouths. Yes, I can see their mouth and I can stick my finger in it, but they don't speak. He says they have eyes, but they can't see. They have ears, but they don't hear. Noses don't smell. They have hands. They can't touch or handle anything. And they may have feet, but you still got to move them from one place to another. And then he says this. Verse 8, they that make them are like them. Anybody who sits down in a craft shop and makes themselves a God that has eyes, but it cannot see, a mouth, but it cannot speak. Anyone that makes a God and falls down and worships it is as dumb as the idol they made. And anyone that puts their trust in something made by the hands of men is as dumb as the thing that was made. This is the word of the Lord. It doesn't matter what men may think is politically correct. We're going to do what is scripturally correct, and that is to make fun of false gods. We want our children to grow up believing there is only one God, and He hath made us, 
And he hath done according to his own will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? That is our God. And we want our children to delight in that God and to despise the false gods of the heathen. We are not all going to the same place. There are not a thousand different ways to heaven. There is the God of heaven and His Son, Jesus Christ, and that is the only way to heaven. And so we have the word of the Lord here for us in verses 1 through 8 about these false gods and how they might make fun of us by saying, Where is now their God? Our God is not visible because our God is a spirit. He is an immortal spirit, an invisible spirit, and He has dwelt in eternity. He inhabits eternity. He fills heaven and earth. He is the omnipotent, omniscient, wonderful, glorious God. And we want to worship Him this morning. And so we come to the ninth verse where it says, O Israel, and this was written by the psalmist to Israel, O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. And ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Written in the Old Testament a thousand years B.C., that ninth verse is describing the nation of Israel. We, with the spectacles of the New Testament, are able to look at the Word of God and realize we are now the Israel of God. God hath united Jews and Gentiles into one body, and we're the Israel of God, so verse 9 is ours. Verse 10 says, O house of Aaron, all those that were made priests, the house of Aaron is not the house of Levi, the house of Aaron is the house and family of priests, but God hath made us all kings and priests. So verse 10 is ours in the New Testament. Then we come to verse 11, In the Old Testament, that would have been a verse for Gentiles. Because you had the house of Israel, then you had the house of Aaron, then you had those that feared the Lord that were among the Israelites, the Gentiles. Remember how Paul would address a synagogue when he would stand up in Acts chapter 13. He would say, men and brethren, children of the stock of Abraham, and whosoever among you feareth God. Those are Gentile proselytes. He was addressing all those, and so verse 11 is ours. Brethren, 9, 10, and 11 is ours. We're the Israel of God. We're kings and priests, greater than Aaron ever was, because of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we fear the Lord. And because of all three verses, He is our help, and He is our shield. He will help us, and He will protect us, this great God that is ours. Verse 12, the Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. Is that the truth? Has the Lord been mindful of us? He has been mindful of us. He he took it into His mind to do us good. There was nothing in us to cause Him to do us good, but it was in His mind to do so. Jesus Christ once said of our Father in Heaven, who hid these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes, and we love being the Lord's babes. We love being the Lord's babes. Oh, Lord, don't ever let us be wise and prudent, lest you blind our eyes to the truth. Jesus said, even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. It was good in the sight of God to show this mercy to us. He'll bless the house of Israel. That's us now. He'll bless the house of Aaron. That's us. He'll bless them that fear the Lord. That's us, both small and great, our children and those children's parents. 
He will bless. We see in verse 14, the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. And isn't that what we want? God blessed families. God blessed families increased by the increase of God with His blessing upon them. You and your children. May our family trees continue to grow with God-fearing children as long as the Lord tarries. May the Lord Jesus Christ find when He comes back family trees that came from this assembly of God-fearing children, grandchildren, and their children. Verse 15, Ye are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. The Creator God of heaven that was able to make the heavens and the earth can bless indeed. If He can create heaven and earth, He can surely take care of your needs, and we are blessed of Him. The the heavens are the Lord's, the earth hath, hath He given to us, And the psalmist goes on to say that the dead cannot praise the Lord. This is one of the places in the Bible where there is holy reasoning with the Lord in prayer. Lord, I can't praise you if I'm in the grave. If you cut me off, my tongue is going to be silent in its casket. So let me live that I can praise you. And that's what we have here. The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence. Because your body, your lips, your tongue, your literal body is silent in the cemetery until Jesus comes forth and resurrects it. Of course, your soul is going to be active in heaven. But the Lord's going to raise up our bodies, brethren. That's why we're Baptists. That because we believe in the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, the burial and resurrection of our bodies. We're looking forward to that day. And so we can say with the psalmist in the 18th verse, that though the dead praise not the Lord, we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. As long as we live in these bodies, we're going to praise Him. And when we leave these bodies, we're going to keep on praising Him because we're going to be in heaven with Him forever. And then when He raises our bodies and reunites them to our souls, we'll keep right on praising Him, reunited together body, soul, and spirit in heaven. This is the commitment of those that fear the Lord. This is the cry of the house of Israel and the house of Aaron that they want to praise the Lord as long as they live and for all eternity. Praise the Lord. Amen.